Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Welcome to Dilly Dally, the podcast where every moment is an opportunity to explore, chat, and maybe share a laugh or two. I'm your host, Natasha Bazo, and whether you're a seasoned Dilly Daller or a first timer, you're in for a treat. Maybe it's the Leo in me, or maybe it's just universal desire to be heard, but here at Dilly Dally, we believe everyone's got something interesting to say. This podcast is your go-to place for meaningful conversations, diverse perspectives, and a good dose of fun. Plus, we've got something special for the curious minds in our higher education segment, where I team up with my good friend, Alex Simon, and our co-host, Mary Jane, to take you on an educational journey. So whether you're chilling at home, on a stroll, or cruising in your car, kick back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Let's dilly-dally together. Let's just dive right in. If you don't know me, you're going to get to know me. I frankly don't want to do a full episode where I talk about myself and my background and my life. I truly just want this to happen organically as the episodes come out. So if it feels a little chaotic, it's because it is. It's because I'm recording a podcast with a shit mountain of imposter syndrome staring me down. So it's going to feel chaotic. It's going to be chaotic. And I hope you just stick along for the ride. Truthfully, I am diving into this, removing all parameters and all rules for myself. I've wanted to do this for a very long time and haven't because I thought I needed the best microphones, the best editing software, the best name, you name it. I've thought about it and I have amazing, amazing people in my life, in my corner that have just been telling me to do it. So I'm doing it. And here we are. So let's get into it. How do we get here? First of all, I don't really know. Other than the fact that I recorded a podcast episode for Team Ride when I was instructor of the month, I think two years ago now, and I walked into the studio, sat down with the owners, Michelle and Elena, and had a fucking blast. And it launched and it was posted and the feedback I got was so positive and it made me kind of stop and go, do people want to hear what I have to say? Because I love to hear myself talk and given the opportunity, I'll serve it to you as much as I can. And I sat on that idea for a little while and then I couldn't really come up with a name. And then one day I literally was on the phone with my mom on a walk and I was saying dilly dally a lot like, oh, we're just going to dilly dally and do this and this. And I kind of stopped and I was like, that's kind of it. It embodies the vibe. It embodies the energy of we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. And I just want to enjoy it while we got it. And a lot of people can hear dilly dally and they can hear wasting time. But to me, it's just fun. If we're dilly dallying, there's no plan, but you know, it's going to be a good time. Once I got the name, it was more so of me getting the fuck over myself and just going, people are going to judge everyone and everything. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. It's fine. We're humans. And there's going to be people who aren't going to like this, who aren't going to like me. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm not stepping into this space thinking that this is fucking revolutionary. Everything is oversaturated. No idea is original, but I'm enjoying this already. And we're two minutes and 57 seconds in, and that's good enough for me. Also the creativity aspect of this is so fun and exciting. I love being creative. I love, I could spend hours in Canva just designing shit. I love art. Well, not like art, art, like 
if you take me to a museum, I'm not going to be able to like analyze shit and tell you what the artist was thinking when we looking, when we're looking at it. But I mean, visuals, aesthetics, I love it. I have a lot of artists in the family. I can't draw for shit, but it kind of has manifested in other ways. So that's exciting to, to be able to be creative. I also saw a meme a couple months ago that said something though along the lines of oversharing on the internet is important because maybe someone needed to hear that. And teaching at Team Ride, which if you don't know, is an indoor cycling studio, you must come take a class. You don't even have to take mine. Take any of our instructors on our roster. It is a fucking blast. But teaching and getting on a microphone in front of people and having them come up to you afterwards and telling you that things that you said landed is huge and impactful and powerful and makes you feel really good. Maybe I don't want to just say things 15 seconds before we drop into a sprint. Maybe I want a longer opportunity to kind of dive into things. And this gives me that opportunity and I'm fucking pumped about it. So let's talk a little bit about what this is going to look like. I can't remember if I said this already, but I don't have a recording schedule. I don't know how long episodes are going to be. I'm kind of trying to allow myself to not have structure, which is scary, but can be fun. The format of, so Dilly Dally as a whole, I have big visions for everything simply because I just want to do everything, but Dilly Dally is the name of the podcast. Also, hopefully in the future is somewhat of a brand. And within Dilly Dally, we are going to have the higher education segment, which I could talk about this for hours alone, but I'm going to try to give you the cliff notes. I'm going to sit down with Alex Simon. If you don't know her, don't worry. You're going to get to know her very well, who is in the academic space, currently getting her PhD in the history of medicine. And we are going to sit down and educate each other on some random ass topics. And you might be thinking, higher education, that's cute. Is there more to it? Yes. I'm also going to be consuming cannabis during these lessons. Again, no rules. I'm not saying it's going to be every episode, but the point of that was when we were kind of mapping out things that we wanted to talk about, some of these subjects are very cryptic and very dark, and we still want it to be enjoyable and lighthearted. And I am a regular cannabis consumer, which we are going to dive slightly into in this episode, but it's going to have its own standalone episode And I thought that could be fun, just like you have drunk history, but now you have higher education and we have so many fun topics coming up. The first episode is going to be launched in October. So we are doing the Salem witch trials to give it a little spooky vibe, but we're also going to be using that platform to completely dive into the book space. So we are going to do a full SJM breakdown every single book she's written, we're going to have an episode on. And I'm just so excited. Every time we talk about it, we just blab on and on and on and on. So that is pretty much the sister segment of Dilly Dally, but it's going to be very involved in the overall space. So 
that's kind of the intro. And I think I'm ready to take a sip of my grapefruit bubbly water and get into episode one, which is things that have absolutely changed my life. There's a mix of overall lifestyle changes and tangibles that have had an impact on me. I don't want you to go out and buy things or do any of these things. I simply just want to share and talk about it. So number one, we have obviously, which is very fitting, doing what I say I'm going to do. How great would it be if everything you said that you were going to do, you just did it? It's not practical and it's not going to happen, but having it in your head and making a conscious effort to make it happen is so impactful. This podcast was birthed from this adoption of this idea. Um, simply saying recently in this past week that I want to be in the studio more. I want to ride other instructors and actually getting my ass up at five 30 in the morning to get into the studio and ride. That's huge. Like it feels so special when you say, I'm going to do this and you do it. And it's, I think that we have to be very careful with all of this of doing too much at once and just slowly implementing these things, even if it's, I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk. If you said in the morning, I'm going to go for a walk today and maybe it started at three miles and then it gets to it and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do the full three miles, but I said I was going to do the three miles. Make peace with the fact that it's cool if you go out there and you do 10 minutes, you still did what you said you were going to do. You went on that walk. That has been huge for me. We are literally going to fly through these. The next one is getting a tretinoin prescription. So tretinoin is a topical retinol vitamin A. So think Accutane, which is vitamin A that you take through a pill. Tretinoin is the topical version of this. When I got off birth control, which is a whole nother subject, my skin absolutely freaked the fuck out. And I had cystic acne so bad that there were days that I didn't want to leave the house, didn't want to see anyone because I hated the skin that I was in. And I was doing everything. There's one thing about me is I'm going to absolutely research the shit out of a topic. I want to know the ins and outs of it. So when my skin started freaking out, I was consuming so much information about skincare and products. And it's very, very overwhelming. But the number one thing that was standing out was getting on retinol. So why retinol is good for acne is because it increases cell turnover rapidly. So it pushes out everything that's in your skin that causes breakouts. So I think, oh gosh, sebum, I'm pretty sure it's sebum is the oils and the dirt and the muck that lives in your skin that eventually causes pimples. And when you put this retinol on your skin, it pushes all this stuff way faster than your body can normally process it. And so obviously love 2023 being so accessible to get prescriptions online. I got my prescription through um, a company called Apostrophe. You take 
photos. I mean, probably like five or six photos of your skin. You give a a in-depth description of what you're struggling with, what your goals are, what you want to see change. And you get assigned a dermatologist who then does a full consultation and prescribes you your prescription. It changed everything. It did get worse before it got better. But when it got better, there was days that I would wake up and see my skin clearer and would get teary-eyed. Honestly, it's something that was a very humbling experience. It's something that I hope no one is in just struggling with on their own because it sucks and it can seem so vain that you care about this, but it's your face and you, and we already deal with so much bullshit with body dysmorphia and you name it and seeing people modify their face left and right. And you're just trying to be who you are. And it's a bummer when you don't love the skin that you're in. The next thing that I want to get into is kind of silly, but it's a cast iron skillet. I'm not reinventing the wheel with any of these things. I'm simply shining a light that they have positively impacted my life. I am a big grill girl in the summer. I love the barbecue. I love to barbecue steaks. We'll get into it later on. But for a while there, we were full on vegan, tofu every night, you name a vegan alternative, we were eating it. Recently, we started eating meat again, and a cast iron skillet is like such a standard in the kitchen. And so I bought one and started cooking on it, and it really does change the taste of your food. Again, it can seem daunting because you've all heard that it's difficult to take care of, it can rust, you name it, but hop on TikTok and Put in that search bar, cast iron skillet care, and you will have a million videos of people around the world showing you how to take care of it. I highly recommend it. Maybe try to thrift one and there's videos that where people literally restore cast iron skillets. It's crazy. Moving right along to kind of a bigger one, which is cycle syncing. I would love to do a full episode on women's reproductive health and the menstrual cycle and everything in between. But I'm going to try to keep these bullet points slightly brief. Within our cycle, we have four phases. There is a comparison to the four phases in the four seasons. So Think of your menstrual phase when you're bleeding as your winter. What do you want to do? You want to be alone. You want to tell everyone to fuck off. You're going to get cozy in your blanket at home. After winter, what comes next? Spring. You're feeling good. Things are feeling new, feeling fresh. You get to layer a little bit. You are feeling good. You're out there. And then you have your summer, your ovulatory phase. You want to wear as little clothing as possible, get yourself out there and feeling like your best self. Then we go into fall, your luteal phase. You're still feeling okay, but you're starting to feel the change in the weather. You want, you want cozier foods. It's a great analogy. The seasons and the phases of your menstrual cycle is a really helpful tool to remember these things. I strongly encourage you to take some time and research in the flow don't know who the author is. I apologize. But if you Google in the flow, 
I would probably recommend listening to it as an audiobook rather than reading it because it can feel slightly dense and overwhelming because the author does get into some science language. So I think listening to it would be easier to consume than reading it. The information that you are given is shocking. You would be so surprised how little you actually know about what your body does on a monthly basis and how your body needs different things during these different phases of your cycle. I don't want to give you a full science lesson, but step one would definitely be hop on TikTok, get the audiobook, do what you got to do, but look into it and it can change everything. That's how you can get started. We are going to go to the next thing, which also does have something to do with hormone balancing, but it's food before coffee. So I was the type of person who woke up and immediately I was at that coffee maker pouring myself a cup in the morning and I had no idea what the actual effects were of doing this. But again, to keep it brief, your cortisol levels and cortisol is your stress hormone are highest when you first wake up in the morning. When your cortisol levels are high, it's more difficult for your body to regulate your insulin, makes things a little slower, a little bit more difficult. By not giving your body food and just dumping coffee into it, which is a stimulant, it's throwing everything out of whack. Chances are, unless you're too cool and you drink your coffee black, you're dumping some creamer in there. I love a coffee creamer. You won't catch me drinking black coffee. The unfortunate thing is coffee creamer has a lot of sugar. You're dumping sugar into your body after not eating for hopefully eight hours of sleep a night. You're boosting your insulin levels. Your cortisol levels are high. You're throwing yourself out of whack. You don't have to eat a full meal. Put something in your stomach before you drink your coffee. I like to get these plant-based little protein shakes. They're kind of like muscle milks, but they're plant-based. And I'll drink one of those before I drink my coffee. And I noticed a huge difference that I don't get jittery. I don't really feel intense effects of the caffeine. My hunger comes on a little bit more delayed. There's a lot of positive aspects that have come into my life from this little step. It also kind of just starts your day off on the right foot. You're, you're the first thing that you're doing, you're making a healthy choice for yourself. You're giving your body protein and fat and carbs, which it needs to function. And that can kind of kickstart a lot of other smaller habits throughout your day. So yeah, I'm struggling with the transitions on this. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't know how people make this seem so graceful when you're listening to a podcast, but I have my little Google Doc open and they're all like bullet points of letters and I'm not going to be like, okay, next, moving on to F, food before coffee. That seems weird. So we'll just go on to the next, which is participating instead of leading. So I said earlier, I want to do everything. I want to... to do this podcast. I want to have a brand. I want to have a running club. I want to do it all. I want to experience it all. And that can kind of be a negative thing in feeling like 
you want to do it all. You got to lead it all. You want to, you have to be at the forefront of all of these things. And I'm really trying to allow myself to be able to participate and not feel like I have to be leading in the space. And it's a freeing feeling. I mean, I don't think that this is a good part of my personality or a part of my personality that I love, but there is part of me when someone says, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm like, fuck, I want to do that. And I wanted to do it first. And I don't like that about me. And I'm very aware of that. And I'm trying to be okay with loving, being able to participate in that space that someone else is in charge of. Being able to sit back and applaud the other person who's at the forefront of of whatever it is and letting go of the expectation that I'm the one that has to kickstart it because I don't. I don't have to do everything. I don't have to do everything myself and I can just participate and enjoy it. And you're like, Tosh, you are starting a podcast and also talked about wanting to start a brand. These things are still true. I still am who I am. And these things take time, but I'm aware of it. And there's been some examples that have happened in the past year where I've taken a step back and have told myself, you don't have to hide in a corner and and guide these things and say, I have to do all of this and I have to do it by myself and I don't want anyone else involved. You can just let other people take center stage and enjoy the show. As a Leo, that is a struggle, but it's worth it. And it has made me feel more present in the moment. It's made me feel more supportive for the people in my life. It's made me really aware of what my inner monologue is in the way that I think about things. And I think that's kind of just the start of it is that self-awareness and knowing your triggers and navigating your reactions to them. I'm excited to kick my feet up and let other people dry the boat. What we're going to end on is soft girl era, pretty much for my entire life. Having a strong, abrasive personality can be very polarizing for people. And not only that, but outwardly fighting inner demons and kind of living in this fight or flight state can also make you have a very negative outlook on life because it can feel like everyone and everything is coming for you and you're constantly on the defense. There was a lot of people and a lot of times where I didn't like how I was showing up for myself and for those people in my life and I was making them feel shitty over and over and over again. And I wasn't proud of that. And at the end of the day, I want to be proud of how I show up in my life and in the people that I care about's life. There are days that I still fall into really bad patterns. And the difference is that self-awareness and being able to go, whoa, it's happening. Take a breath, take a step, relax. And 
I love this soft girl era. I don't know. What do you call it? A catchphrase because it's so true. You're just kind of allowing yourself to be sensitive on the outside, to over communicate, to calm down your reactions, to kind of go, it's, it's not that serious. It's not fight or flight. No one is coming for you. It's okay. And it's a daily, daily, daily struggle in a daily fight, but it's so worth it to me. And the outcome that it's brought is so rewarding to, to see and know how you've reacted to things in the past and to be put in that same situation. My mom and I always like to say continuously tested and go, I am fully in control of my emotions and my reactions. There's just nothing like it. Being softer has just allowed me to be so much more present and show up so much better for everyone in my life, including myself. Well, that's all I got. I feel like I just blacked out for the last 30 minutes and don't even know if anything I said made any sense, but I'm not going to think about it too much. Unfortunately, I do have to listen to the entire thing so I can edit it. And that is going to be a test in itself to not overthink it and to just put it out there. But it's episode one. So I'm going to cut myself some slack. You should cut me some slack as well and come back for what's to come. I want to sit down with people in my life and hear about how they see the world and their perspectives. I can't wait for the higher education episodes and to sit down with Alex. Sometimes it's going to be me and Alex for higher education. Sometimes it's going to be me and a friend or a writer or anyone. Sometimes it's just going to be me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being willing to just see what it's about. And I hope you stick around and I hope you continue to listen. This you crazy mother. And that wraps up another episode. If you enjoyed Dilly Dallying with us today, please take a moment to follow, rate, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow the Dilly Dally Instagram at dillydally.he, or you can connect with me personally at Natasha Bazo. I love to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you want to listen to, what subjects you want me to cover. So please don't be shy. Utilize the DMs, utilize the Spotify Q&A feature as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.